You are listening to Beltway Beef, official commentary from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. My name is Ed Frank. I am NCBA's Director of Policy Communications, and we have some legitimate, honest-to-God, breaking news out of your nation's capital this afternoon, where the United States House of Representatives this afternoon passed comprehensive tax reform legislation by a total vote of 227 to 205. And here to talk with us about it is Danielle Beck, NCBA's Director of Government Affairs. Danielle, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Ed. Well, um, as soon as this vote went through, NCBA's President Craig Uden put out a statement, said that this tax bill is a step in the right direction. Um, He applauded the death tax repeal provision that was in that and some of the other ones, but he also pointed out that there is a problematic provision um, in there as well. So let's just go through this, Danielle, piece by piece, and you can tell us what was actually in the bill that passed the House. Uh, Let's start with the death death tax repeal. What finally got through uh, Congress today? The bill passed in the House of Representatives today uh, immediately doubles the exemption limits on the death tax. And then in 2025, the death tax would be permanently repealed. So that's excellent news. We were thrilled that House legislators maintain their longstanding commitment to the livestock and agricultural industries, uh, that they're going to get rid of the death tax once and for all. Okay, now there were several other good provisions in there as well. Can you talk about those uh, briefly? And I know Craig mentioned them in his statement as well. Sure. So along with death tax repeal, we were thrilled that the House continued to preserve the step-up in basis that so many agricultural producers benefit from. Uh, In addition, the House also would allow for full immediate expensing uh, after September 2017, but before January 23. So all purchases, you'd receive 100% bonus depreciation right off the bat, and that's excellent news. Uh, It also increases the small business expensing cap under Section 179 from $500,000 to $5 million, and it lifts the dollar-for-dollar phase-out that exists at $2 million right now to $20 million. Uh, And that would also be effective for a a period of tax years starting in 2017 going through uh, 2023. In addition, uh, it increases and expands cash accounting. Uh, So the eligibility threshold would be lifted from $5 million to $25 million, Uh, and would extend to farm corporations, farm partnerships with a a corporate partner, and family farm corporations. Okay, now as Craig pointed out in his statement, there is at least one problematic provision um, that would affect some uh, producers out there, and it has to do with the ability to deduct interest costs. Um, This is obviously, um, in many cases, a a debt-financed industry uh, and business. Um, What exactly was in that final bill, and um, who would it affect in the cattle industry? So the final piece of legislation, uh, it creates a a small business exclusion. So any business with gross receipts under 25 million would be exempt from an interest deduction limitation. Uh, For those business entities though with gross receipts in excess of 25 million, uh, your ability to deduct interest would be restricted to 30% of your adjusted taxable income. Uh, This is problematic for a number of you know, members in our industry, but also for the feeder sector at large. Uh, we've done the math, and based on our calculations, anywhere between you know 5,000 to 8,000 head capacity, uh, depending upon how the numbers are and what the market looks like at that time, uh, could be prevented from deducting their interest uh, expense. And that's incredibly problematic for a highly leveraged industry who, you know, utilizes credit just, you know, not just for the purchase of cattle uh, or for land or for equipment, but for cattle, for feed, and for all of the necessary expenses associated with raising livestock. Um, You take on significant annual operating debt 
uh, and it, it works with the, the production cycle. Um, once you're paid out after, you know, you've finished cattle, um, that's when you, you're able to pay off that interest expense. But, you know, th- the amount of money that's associated with that, um, restricting liquidity even further would be very troublesome for our industry. And so um, we're concerned about the, the House proposal as written. But we are looking at what's happening in the Senate, uh, and we're hopeful that there's still, you know, a great opportunity for us to fix this through conference. Okay, uh, and I know that you've worked very hard over the past couple of weeks to try to get this uh, fixed in the Ways and Means Committee in the House, and then in the full House. And uh, we're just going to continue to work on it uh, as this as the Senate uh, moves its legislation forward. Uh, the Senate Finance Committee right now, today, actually, is continuing to mark up uh, their bill. And uh, what what's the timetable on that? How's that looking? I know they have about a 200 amendments that have been filed. I don't know if they're going to consider all of those, but um, what's it look like uh, on the Senate side right now? So the base bill in the Senate, it's pretty good. Um, while they don't fully repeal the death tax, they do double the exemption limits right off the bat. Uh, and we're thrilled about that. They also expand 179. They sp- expand you know, bonus depreciation, not quite in the same meaningful way that the House does, but any sort of bump up really helps, right? Um, the modified chairman's mark that was released earlier this week, it does include a fix on our interest deduction issue. So uh, any producers with gross receipts in excess of $15 million, which is what the Senate small business exclusion is, could elect to continue deducting interest and in exchange Uh, may have to give up bonus depreciation. At this point in time, uh, it gives us a great foot in the door. uh, And as long as that language is maintained, then we'll be able to really solve this issue through the conference negotiations. You know, the House Ways and Means Committee, they understand how important this issue is to us. uh, And we've received, you know, verbal commitments from a number of members on that committee that moving into conference, they are committed to addressing this uh, to ensure that, you know, agricultural producers come out on the, the winning end of this once tax reform is finally enacted. Okay, and so finally, what can cattle producers do uh, to make sure that the final bill that goes through the Senate and then whatever comes out of a House-Senate conference committee includes the good stuff and doesn't include the bad stuff? What can folks do right now? Lawmakers on Capitol Hill need to hear from their constituents. Uh, If you utilize significant interest expense uh, and you're able to deduct that and it makes a difference for your business, share that story with members on Capitol Hill, whether they're in the House or Senate. Overall, though, this process is still, you know, we've got quite a ways to go. And so hearing from constituents who are supportive of fundamental tax reform, they want to see a bill enacted, that's going to help members who, you know, are perhaps hearing from constituents who aren't as happy with this proposal. Uh, Overall, ag really benefits from a lot of the things both in the House and Senate bills, and we're confident that we can get a comprehensive bill enacted that is is great for agricultural production. So just keep hitting that message home with your lawmakers uh, and tell your friends to do the same. All right, Daniel Beck, thank you very much for joining us, and thanks for all your hard work on this legislation. You've been listening to Beltway Beef. Until next week, eat beef and check us out online at beefusa.org, cattlemanfortaxreform.com, and on Twitter at at Beltway Beef. Thanks for listening.